0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk.
0: And before we dive into who our special guest is today, Joe is going to remind us of our purpose.
1: The purpose of Searching for Service is we really wanted to align both Rotarians and non-Rotarians to service opportunities. And what better way to do that than to have amazing people on the show talking about the service projects that they've done, the nonprofit work that they do, um, the different organizations or roles that they've they that they have done within Rotary to help inspire not only Rotarians but non-Rotarians to serve. So that's really what we're all about, Kelly.
0: Love it. I think we've
1: been doing a heck of a good job too. I
0: couldn't agree <laughs> more. Great stories. Well, let's dive into who our guest is, our special guest for today. Um, we want to welcome Terry Ziegler, who is past president for the Rotary Club of West U in Houston, Texas. Welcome, Terry. Thank Deep you. In the heart you. Of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry chuckles. <laughs> Welcome Terry we're we're very happy to have you on and um we spoke beforehand and we're excited to get to know you a little bit here in this first segment and so let's let's start off by sharing with our listeners how is it that you got intertangled in with Rotary? Intertangled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I guess, uh, I guess, like a lot of uh, Rotarians, my uh, relatives, my dad and my brother were both Rotarians before me, and uh, that's and I so I sort of grew up with it to some extent. That's kind of how I became a kind of how I became a member of Rotary. Wonderful. Do you remember them modeling anything?
1: Did did you get like the big grab? No, no, no. no. You're coming to to Rotary today. You wanted
2: to go and play. Uh... You play outside with your friends and you got the rotary call instead <laughs> no, I, no i can't remember too much of that I, I know that my dad and brother didn't want me to be in their club so <laughs> they wanted me to be in a different club which why I'm is not that, sure why, that was, but,
0: why why but, is that terry
2: <laughs> well i think they just thought that it'd be for one thing my dad and my brother uh, my dad and i worked together so they thought it. he thought it'd be better if we weren't both gone at the same time mm-hmm. maybe that was part of it but it, but it was he thought it'd be a different experience. He, my brother and my dad were both in the Rotary Club of Houston, which at that time was the world's largest club. They mm-hmm. had over a thousand members. Holy and, smokes. Uh, and so it was a very different experience from most Rotary clubs. So yeah, I was a- in a Rotary club of about 50 and which is still fairly large. It,
0: it is. But, I mean, a thousand to fifty, though. That right. You, I mean, big, you've got to have like an auditorium. For, <laughs> you for do. A it's a big difference. Moppers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway,
2: I think that was the main reason. But, uh, but yeah.
1: Yeah, legacy. Legacy is uh, a, a common mm-hmm. reason why uh, people join Rotary. Um, and then you also had mentioned that. The pathway into rotary leadership was kind of a, an unconventional one. Do you mind sharing yeah, that? yeah so,
2: so so I've been a member of two different clubs and the original club I was with. I was only in for a short period of time and like many new Rotarians, I really didn't have any idea why I was there. And uh, you know but I went to the meetings and was uh, was just kind of there. And, uh, and then I was approached with the fact that our treasurer of our club, apparently was in some financial trouble and had been stealing money from the club, which is you know, it's pretty shocking. It's not a normal thing for Rotarians to to do. And, uh, and so I was asked if I would fill in for the rest of his year as treasurer because I was a business person and, you know, I could handle that. So, I agreed and, to do that. And you that. didn't take money. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't think I'd take money. Yeah, and uh, but they didn't. Te- what they didn't tell me was that club was one of the clubs that kind of had a progression of leadership. So once you agreed to be treasurer, then you agreed to be secretary the next year, and then pre- and then vice president the next year, and then president elect the next year, and then president the year after. Yeah. that. Yeah. So so. But once I was told that I kind of thought, well, I probably won't be in the club that long anyway. So, you know, so who cares? So that was kind of my first, uh, movement into uh, rotary and being a rotary club president. And then in my second club, uh, I had moved and we decided to move to a different club. And, uh, and that club, I was again, only in for a short period of time when, uh, the guy that was the president elect of the club, made an announcement at the at the meeting that t- he was going to have to move for his job. And so we were going to be without a president coming in. And I specifically remember leaning over to the lady that was sitting next to me and said, boy, they're going to have to do something about that pretty quick because you know, the president elect training was coming up any in a month or so and we didn't have anybody to go. And we were a fairly young club at the time. So, I had no idea that that could involve me, but they because I had been president before, they decided I would be a good choice to be president again. And it was the centennial year of Rotary, which I thought was kind of special. So that's probably the reason that I agreed to be president again for the second time. And so that's that's my two paths there were both kind of happenstance, I guess.
0: did you have a moment when you were saying that out loud that second go around and get this ping that, like, they probably were going to approach you? <laughs> like, No, ooh. I really didn't have
2: any idea that would approach me when I, <laughs> when that happened. I assumed that they'd pick another one of their members that had been a member for a long time. So.
1: Did they tell you <laughs> you have to drive the president-elect to the training and then you just figured out that nobody else was in the car with you? It was pretty close to that, yeah. What, what was, what was your first memory of a service project that you had done? What was your first, first service project that you completed?
2: Oh man. Um, You know, the first big service project that we did was we were, uh, I was invited to be part of a committee that dealt with uh, patients coming to the medical center. Uh, Some of you may know that, that the uh, Texas medical center is a, huge operation. I think there are 250,000 employees at the Texas Medical Center. Mm. And so we have patients that come from all over the world. And some of those have an association with Rotary, either they're Rotarians or they're a uh, family of Rotarians. And, and our, our district governor would get called all the time asking if they could help out these people and they didn't have time to do that. So our committee took on that role. Well, we, we learned about some children that were in Guyana, who had uh, some serious medical issues? They had uh, they had drunk uh, caustic soda, which is lye. It's the same thing as lye, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a byproduct or used in the production of aluminum yep. in a plant down there. And when they did that, of course, it just eats up your esophagus and your and so you then you have to be fed with a tube or intravenously, and very serious uh, situation. So there were several kids that had that. And we, we brought those kids to the medical, uh, center and had, uh, had operations which were totally paid for by the Texas medical center. And, uh, that would, would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars and, uh, rehabilitation that lasted maybe six months or a year for both of those kids. And so anyway, that was kind wow. of the first real, real big major project that, uh, that there was a heck know. of a project. I like. was
0: gonna say that is uh, quite the quite the project in itself, but then the emotional state yes. that you you know like that you're experiencing as you're witnessing right. these children. Well, I'm just so, thinking, rude. I'm
1: like I picked up trash.
0: Yeah, I know that was my, my Well, I'm first. sure there were some
2: things like that. I just don't remember those Yeah, that was projects, the one that but, stood uh, out
0: the most, right?
2: But yeah, yeah, wow. And then in my in in the in the second club, I also uh, we had some, we, we, we're a very active club and we, we actually pride ourselves on the fact that we have more than one service project a day because we have, uh, we pick up bagels at a bagel shop, uh, Monday through Friday and take them to homeless shelters.
0: Oh, wow. And, uh,
2: and we also have a project where we pick up food from restaurants and grocery stores. That's, uh, in association with another organization that, uh, saves all that food and we take it to to uh, various homeless centers That's, and things. That uh, Did, so you, find, did you
1: find that doing a project that was almost daily was beneficial? Like, is it beneficial for engagement for your members and uh, obviously an impact as well to the community?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I guess what you find, especially the larger club you're in, you have people that have all different interests and and some of them have an interest and can do that of course you have to be able to get away during the day to do it and uh and then others don't others have an interest in some other area and uh but yeah we definitely found that uh that uh, there were some people that really uh engaged with that and have kept at it for years
1: yeah i feel like that one of the challenges for clubs is trying to figure out what the right frequency of Mm -hmm. of service projects is and I'm I'm in that camp. I'm like more like all the time. Just get into the rhythm. Yeah. Right. And,
0: and come as you come as you are and as you can. Right.
2: And invite people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Invite.
0: The whole purpose of the show. You those know? are great
2: projects where you can invite somebody to go along with you and they can see what's you know what mm-hmm. Rotary's doing and maybe they might want to be a part of it. So Yeah. Uh, so
0: collectively, how many years have you been a part of Rotary?
2: So I started in 1983. So this is my 40th year.
1: Wow. Nice work. That's a good (laughs) stretch. Yeah. Uh, One question before we go to the break. How long have you had the the mustache?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I've had the mustache since, um, gosh, I guess I've had the mustache since pretty soon since I got out of college, which would be the... Wow. The middle 70s. So uh, yeah. So so if I was to cut it off now, no, I don't think anybody'd have any
1: idea. <laughs> they
0: wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Love it.
2: That's really awesome.
0: Well, it's been really great just hearing your background of how you got um, entangled into Rotary. We're going to use that <laughs> word now. <laughs> um, in this next segment, we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the um, different pathways that from Rotary that you are a part of. We're looking forward to it. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk,
1: and I'm Joe Kirk. We'll see you in the next segment. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary rotary.org
0: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops.
3: Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a
1: difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges, from supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation. We tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary, people of action.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk.
0: As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and...
1: Make sure to like, comment, share... And you can always find the podcast by looking up, searching for service.
0: There we go. You did. We d- did it. You did. We fought. We found it out. We
1: didn't say searching. Yeah. In searching for service, <laughs> <laughs> not to make it. We just did it, Chad. If you're out there listening, we did it. Earmark <laughs> this right here. Earmark it. <laughs> We've been trying to come up with a line that's different than searching. Go ahead and search. search searching, searching for, for service. service.
0: So, so we'll, we'll just go. we'll earmark that. We're excited. Okay, if you are tuning in for this second segment of Searching for Service, we have on Terry Ziegler, who is the past president of Rotary Club of West U down in Houston, Texas. Uh, The beauty of our show is that we can... can, We're everywhere. Yeah, Rotary is everywhere, domestically and internationally. Um, and so it's always amazing to have guests on from other parts of the country. Yeah, um, Terry's going to share
1: this with all of his Rotary members, and they're all going to like, and then, su- subscribe, and give us five-star reviews. Yes, Absolutely. Terry's <laughs> jotting
0: notes down. All right, all right. I, I have some obligations here now. So um, so our last segment, we, we took some time to get to know Terry, and um, we... We learned about how he got involved in Rotary, and I mm-hmm. also heard about one of um, his one of the most prominent sur- uh, service projects. But there was another one that he wanted to share with us that actually happened during his centennial during the centennial year. Which would for have been Rotary. your
1: president year too, right?
2: That's right. Yep.
0: Let's go ahead and dive into that. You can go ahead and take it away.
2: Yeah. Well after doing we we wanted to do a, a large project which rotary kind of encouraged every club <laughs> to do something that was permanent and and even involved a building which uh, is normally something the rotary doesn't encourage because it creates ownership issues you if you build a building for a for another organization they could immediately just sell it and be done with it
0: oh, but sure.
2: uh, but in this case they encourage that so we we decided to partner with our local little league and build a new, uh, press box and restroom facility, which might not seem like a big deal, but, but the reason that they wanted to do that was so that they could start what's called a challenger league, which is a, a league for, uh, special needs, uh, children, ages six to 18, uh, to play baseball. And so they started a, uh, a so they built this, these, ADA accessible restrooms, primarily so that could happen. Uh, when the dedication for that building happened, uh, Barbara Bush was invited, and uh, and Neil Bush actually also came for the uh, for the uh, inauguration of that building. And I guess it was as a result of that that we got invited to play a baseball game on the White House lawn with uh, with another another challenger uh, baseball team uh so they built a baseball field right on the white house lawn uh, uh president bush and laura were there as well as a number of other uh, congressmen they had uh espn film the game the head of the uh, major league umpires association was there to be the umpire which every player uh Gets on base and scores, so you don't really need an umpire, but we always have <laughs> umpires, umpires there. Uh, and uh, so it was quite a uh, quite a day and uh, uh, that we got to do on the, on the White House lawn there. And then after the game, uh, actually during the game, uh, the, the, the Astros happened to be in town, and the Astros gave us tickets to the Astros and Nationals game that night. And then for, during the game, uh, Andy Pettit, who was one of our pitchers, at the time, uh, came and was our pitcher for the, uh, or maybe he was the catcher. I can't remember which, but anyway, he participated in the game and we had three other, uh, hall of fame baseball players. there also at the game. So, uh, so it was an incredible experience, uh, (laughs) there on the, we got a tour of the white house by a, uh, secret service agent who lives in West university where our rotary club is. And, uh, so it was, uh, it was quite a, and, and then the White House chef served us hot dogs and hamburgers there on the on the White House lawn afterwards. What a
0: delicatessen. <laughs> De- delicacy, De- delicacy. You're the just side. coming up with all kinds of new words today.
2: That so is, it was no, quite. Swear, quite deli- a, that was quite an experience, yeah. and we we got quite. You can imagine that we got quite the uh, public relations out of that because we had uh, lots and lots of uh, press. while I was on the television and. Newspapers and all sorts of things as a result of that project. So now we've continued. We've continued that on. We we actually work at the concession stand for the five Challenger baseball games uh, each spring every every year since. You
1: you were just you literally took it right out of my mouth because I was like, you know, Rotary is really into sustainability. So, you know, is that press box and restroom still in service? And then you guys you guys sound like that you're still uh, involved in the, uh, you know, in the, in helping with the organization. So that's really cool. That's so cool. Uh,
2: And I guess I should, this is another rotary thing, I guess, but I guess I should mention that we committed more money than we actually had uh, (laughs) to, to donate to it. So we had to raise the money to, uh, to make sure that we could pay them when we, when we said we were going to, but we, we did that without any trouble. So,
0: so, so the really amazing thing that I am taking away from this is we have not even gotten to why Terry is on here. <laughs> like we've just talked about the service projects, right, and all of the different opportunities, yeah. um, and experiences. If you're if you are a Rotarian or if you're not a Rotarian and you're interested, like think about kind of that that trajectory I cannot talk apparently <laughs> big words hard <laughs> trajectory of becoming a Rotarian getting involved you know maybe you go the pathway of leadership but maybe you're not even doing the pathway of leadership and you're just involved in these service projects and where that can lead you to it's incredible
1: well I like it's so to, incredible I like to that You just never underestimate the connection of Rotary to whatever. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the connection to Rotary with the Astros, with, you know, like there was a connection with each step that got you to the White House lawn. I know. I was just
0: going to say, you might just find yourself one day on the lawn of the White House. (laughs) So... Well, so we, let's, let's talk, we've got, you know, about three, four minutes here, but let's talk about some of these other roles that you have within Rotary, one of which is the uh, editor for the newsletter for polio eradication. So you do the updates for this. Let's talk about that, how you got, how you stepped into doing that as the editor and what's the frequency of it, the distribution of it.
2: Yeah. So, so I, uh, was asked to be our district's polio chair back in 2005 Mm -hmm. or six, I guess that was. And, uh, and I decided that one of the things we really needed was a, uh, some sort of a vehicle to get the information out to our own clubs in our district. So I came up with the idea of making this newsletter and, and then hoping that every club would appoint someone to be their polio chair in their club. And I would send them this newsletter. Well, mm-hmm. we we have some uh, rotary leaders in our district that uh, that didn't understand that concept, I guess, <laughs> and they pretty soon brought me a big list of people that wanted to be wanted to receive the newsletter, and so I uh, I started adding people to it, and then kind of lost control kind of after that. <laughs> so so now it goes to uh, I have about a thousand people. It's it's a free. Uh, newsletter that goes to anybody that wants to receive it most okay. of them are rotarians a few are are uh, vaccine researchers or all kinds of people oh, okay. and it goes to everybody from the Rotary mm-hmm. International President uh, Gordon McAnally gets it uh, to uh, to the uh, to our club uh, chairs and then to district leaders and club leaders uh, all around the world that have asked to uh, asked to receive it they've heard about it somehow or another and and they've just asked me to put their name on the list, so uh, that's kind of how that happened. And it's a weekly, uh, it's a weekly update. Uh, I get the numbers primarily from the uh, Global Polio Eradication Initiative, who mm-hmm. uh, puts out the numbers each week. But then I also hear things from Rotary. I hear things from people. I have friends that live in Pakistan that uh, give me things about what's happening in Pakistan. Um, that kind of thing. So
1: if if one of our listeners wants to subscribe to this newsletter how can they get in contact
2: yeah well i can give you my uh my email address i don't know if you want to do it right here on the air yeah let's
1: do it on the air and then we'll also link it into the show page as
2: well so i'm in the lumber business and so my email address is just big z like ziggler z lumber at aol.com
0: aol Love yeah. So that's and if you need you any lumber people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like you
1: got a, got a guy. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Well, we... I, I, you know, since I have all those subscribers, I hate to change it. And and uh, yeah. although I, I keep hearing that AOL is going to go out of business, but they keep being bought by yeah. bigger people. So I guess that, yeah. I guess they'll be around. So
0: we'll be, we'll be okay. Don't Perfect. Worry. And we'll, yeah, we'll so make sure they that... That want to
2: subscribe. Just yep. send, drop me an email and I'll be happy to add them to the
0: wonderful. Well, and, we'll, and we
2: will link that
0: in yes. the show
1: page as well. So. Okay, okay. Good. You might get an influx of emails. I know. Well, that's, that's, that's fine. That's that's the plan.
0: I was actually thinking that I would do the get subscribed to it. Sure. Well, yeah, so.
1: that's kind of I was like obviously, well, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> um, well, we we only have about 30 seconds left here. So I think for the next segment, I think it's
1: really quick. We have 30 seconds. Why don't you share what you're most proud of, of that newsletter?
2: You know, I think I'm most proud of uh, two times when I hear back from somebody, obviously, that says I share it with this mm-hmm. group. I have, I, I get a uh, email every once in a while from somebody like in Denmark or somewhere that'll say, they'll tell me, I share this with, you know, thousands of people, the whole country of Denmark, that are Rotarians, you know, and things like that. I guess that's the thing that makes me, uh, makes me continue on. Um, I I have had rotary leadership has guaranteed me that I could stop this several years ago when we were (laughs) going to be done. So, you know, I, I really didn't intend to do this for quite this long, but now, I I feel like I have to go until the end. I I was was going to say, hopefully
1: the end is soon, though.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
2: Speaking of the end,
1: (laughs) we are at the end of this segment. So, Kelly, take us out of here.
0: You are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk. And we'll be right back. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at Rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org.
0: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops.
3: Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved
1: in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges from supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary, people of action.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk.
0: And you, as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms...
1: And you can find us by searching, searching for service. I didn't do it the right way this time. <laughs> Our chat, Producers chat,
0: laughing at us. Right
1: now. <laughs> we have to take that little clip and yes. like literally write that down. We're gonna write it down. We'll
2: bring a, th- a
1: thesaurus in there. For yeah, a there different worse for searching. Yes. But, but go ahead and leave us a comment, uh, a like, a share, and uh, five star reviews are always appreciated.
0: If you are tuning in for our third segment of searching for service, we have our guest Terry Ziegler. He is the past president for Rotary Club of West University in Houston, Texas.
1: Yeah, it was really funny off air. We were talking about all the different clubs that use kind of a a similar uh, university, meta
0: university (laughs) club. Also, uh, he had the word university in their club name, yep. too. So that's fun, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be very specific. It's Rotary Club right. of West University. This is where we meet. This is the time. This is the day.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Go to any of the Rotary Clubs. It's fine. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Right. No, Terry would say, no, come to ours. Come and visit <laughs> ours. Right? Right, Terry? Right. We're the best. <laughs> So our last segment, we talked about um, your role as editor for the Polio Eradication Update newsletter. And I am certain that you have many amazing stories that have come across your table for that newsletter itself. So what is um, one that stands out to you the most that you would like to share with our listeners?
2: Yeah. So one of the great things about being the polio newsletter editor during all this time is that I've met hundreds of polio survivors and uh, they're all such special people. Uh, one of the things I've learned is that the, the polio survivors in the United States are, are, without a doubt, as a group, higher achieving than the average population. And, uh, and kind of the reason for that is that uh, they, they got polio, most of them in the 1950s, early 1950s was the kind of the last big outbreak. And, uh, and there was a little bit different mindset maybe in the day, but I've had several of them tell me that their parents told them something like, you've got problems. Hey, everybody else has got problems. Just get over it. And then told <laughs> sounds them, sounds about right for you're... that era. <laughs> exactly. And told them, you're not going to be a football star. So you better do good at school. And you mm. better get a good job because you're going to have medical expenses when you get old. Mm. And so, it's those are great, great ideas I think. And and a lot of these people yeah. took that to heart because so many of the people that I've met that are polio survivors are doctors or bankers or lawyers or you know just uh, have have big high paying jobs. So that's sure. I think that's great. One of the other people that I met that was such a great story, I thought, was he he came up after a Rotary Club meeting where I spoke about polio and said, I'm a polio survivor. And I got polio when I was five years old. And he said, one day I was laying in bed after he was initially paralyzed by polio. And he said, "Um, the telephone rang and he said, nobody answered it. And he says, that never happened at my house. But he said, my mother had gone outside for some reason. And he says, I reached over to pick up the telephone and I fell right down on the floor, couldn't move my legs. And he said, the doctor had been by earlier that day and had basically told them that he'd done what he could do. And he says, this was my five-year-old mind. He says, this was the first time that I realized that he didn't mean that like with a cold that I would get better in a week he meant that he had done all he could do and i was going to be like this for life
0: mm.
2: and he said he had not he had and he said i never cried so hard as i did that day uh when i came to that realization that he meant that you know that i was going to be paralyzed like this for life turns out that he wasn't paralyzed for like for life but he had uh the post polio uh-huh. syndrome things that mm. uh that the polio survivors have. And I just thought that was a great story that, you know, when you think about uh, that most people don't ever have anything that they don't get better from, Yeah, Uh, but polio, polio is one of those things that's an incurable disease really. And so once you have it, well, you have the effects of it one way or another. So that's a,
1: that's a really good point that, you know, a lot of the things that we get inflicted with get better. Some Mm -hmm. don't, but Right. You know, a lot of times you get it, you know, you get a cold or you get sick, you get some kind of a, usually we can fix it. Just that realization of like, oh man, this is kind of the
3: road. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: let's make the best of it. <laughs>
3: mm. Pave <paid> it well, <laughs>
0: right? Exactly. Well, so some of these stories have been absolutely incredible, and um, we also have knowledge that there are a few other roles that you have played as well. Um, one of which is, um, and correct me if I am. If I am miss saying this or misstepping on it but so you're a trustee for second wind foundation which is a charitable arm for books for the world correct
1: right yeah tell us a little bit about books for the world for our listeners that are not aware of its existence
2: (laughs) yeah so so uh one of our members went to south africa in 2000 shortly after apartheid and uh the the uh government there had just mandated that every every community had to have a school but the government couldn't afford books for the for the schools and so they said we're going to have a tremendous need for books our uh, our district governor that was down there said well you know we throw away books by the thousands here when especially when school districts take them out of date or uh, you know and just individuals do and so he said we could Provide you with more books than you could possibly use. And we sort of started a competition at that time and started sending, uh, uh, container loads of books to These uh, library books, children's books and, and, uh, and, uh, and educational books. And, and we, uh, we started sending containers of them down there. They, in, uh, in Johannesburg initially and then later in Durban and a couple other places in South Africa. And then, and then after that, uh, rotary clubs in other parts of Africa started asking for books. And, uh, so we started shipping them there. Of course, uh, it works because Houston is a port. So we, sure. we put uh, books in containers, sort through them, put books in containers and ship them to rotary clubs that, that, uh, are wanting to do literacy projects, uh, around the world and now we send almost half of them to other places around the world and it's gotten to be a very large project where we've uh before covid at least we were shipping uh, well we shipped about 40 containers the year before covid so almost one a week uh, and we uh, we use interactors which is kind of rotary in high school as our main workforce which is a wonderful thing when we have the work days and Interactors from all over the Houston area come together to uh, to do these work uh, work days to separate and uh, palletize the books and uh, and that's uh, we we of course we were slowed down by COVID but we're hoping we'll be back up to full strength here in uh, in another uh, another few months. Do you guys have any idea of
1: how many books you've sent?
2: Yeah, well, we've sent uh, said 40- something like sixteen million uh, <laughs> books. Yeah, so, so about 440-foot shipping containers of, uh, of books. folks so, Yeah, it's a huge, huge number of books. And we've had times when we've thought, well, this is kind of it. We're going to run out of books because, you know, some of the schools are going to have more electronic uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things and not having books. But every time we decide that, then all of a sudden we start getting more books. So one of the things that happened here a, a few years ago was that the price of recycled paper went below zero. And so some of the school districts were recycling the books for the amount of money that they would get for the recycled paper. But when they had to pay to do that, they'd rather give the books to us. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so we started getting truckloads of books from, uh, from the school districts.
1: Very cool. Have, have you guys gotten any feedback on impact of the
2: books? Yeah, we – we require that really to all the mm-hmm. recipients for them to send us pictures of uh, of them receiving the books and uh, and the kids using the books mm-hmm. and we've heard all kinds of stories about uh, um, increased grades and <laughs> and and just increased participation. Some of these areas mm-hmm. really have had very few books. In fact, mm-hmm. we've heard stories of them uh, tearing the books in half so that each each child could have their own book because these children have never owned their own book before. And, uh, and so, you know, that's a big, a big deal to them.
1: I'm always uh, fascinated by the things that we just take for granted. Like, you know, we've yeah. got our bookshelves full of books and,
0: and, and our audible and, and, and you know, and just and there's
1: a huge part of the world that just was like, I just want a half a book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Half of a book. And they are happy. They're more mm-hmm. than happy. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah the the stories and the impacts of the stories that we have heard in starting the searching for service show has has been incredible and very enlightening too so it's it's kind of a a good perspective for individuals to go you know what life is good <laughs> like yeah. we've got we've got an incredible life here and to be grateful for that but even more grateful to be able to have the opportunity to give back and, um, and see the progress for the give back that we are doing too.
1: Right. Well, and I'm curious in your feedback, is there a specific type of book that gets recommended or like uh, they that they want? Like are they kids' books, educational books, fun books? Like is there something that you're getting feedback on of like, okay, we just can't get enough of,
2: you know, Twilight. I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: this genre. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we – uh, I guess uh, I guess we found the opposite. We found that that uh, there's a big uh, variety of books that people want. I mean, the, uh, obviously, there's always a need for children's books. They always mm-hmm. want children's books because uh, they want to start their children reading early, and uh, so we we do hear that. But we but we also hear, uh, you know, we hear, you know, man, we love the romance novels. We, you know, just. All those kind of things that the adults uh, uh, pick up the books and they uh, and they're and, you know, they're really appreciated. So uh, that and the, you know, and, and the educational books that we send down, we know are used to Or you know, whether it's, you know, chemistry books or. Yeah. We do sort through the books and try to pick out things that we don't think. I mean, they don't really need that many Texas history books right. Uh, right. or that sort of thing so we we try to not fascinating, send
0: fascinating.
2: Uh, but try to not send as you know some of those things that we get and we 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 get all kinds of things donated we get things that obviously no one would want to read like uh books of uh legal documents and Things, you yeah. know, the people just wanted Real to donate wanted to
0: the them. Well, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you, you've got the filtration that happens too. So we're going to wrap up this segment. And um, in the next one, we'll talk a little bit more about the future of each of these roles. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk.
0: And you're listening to Searching for Service.
1: Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary rotary.org
0: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops.
3: Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Are you ready to make a
1: difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary, people of action.
0: Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk.
1: And I'm Joe Kirk.
0: As a reminder, in our last segment here, you can find us on our on your favorite pad, podcast platforms, and
1: we do love those five star reviews. So make sure we get a five star review. And search for searching for service. I can't I remember how I said it.
0: <laughs> it was so good. It really was. All right, if you're tuning in for this last segment for the first time, we have guest Terry Ziegler, who is past president um, for the Rotary Club of West University down in Houston, Texas. And after each of our segments, we just keep finding out more and more and more Pulling about the, Terry. We just keep He's just the, gift peel on,
1: peel on the onion.
0: keeps on giving. And so... <laughs> Um, for this last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about one of those other roles that came up, Terry, which was the endowment and major gift advisor for the Rotary Foundation. And fun fact, which I'll actually have you share that fun fact about how many there are in the world.
2: Yeah, so there's about 30 of uh, of those in the in the world. And it's a three-year term. Mine ended last year. Uh, a year ago, July the first, and uh, so and and each of us deals with professional fundraisers that work for the Rotary Foundation, and our our goal is to uh, increase the number of large uh, cash or or stock gifts to the Rotary Foundation, and then also to increase the number of beque- larger bequests to the Rotary Foundation, uh, and so uh, that's kind of what we uh, kind of what we talk about with people and. The professional fundraisers will provide the expertise. And if somebody wants to speak to somebody that's a Rotarian, which sometimes they do to talk about, you know, what would you do if you were in this situation? uh, Mm -hmm. That's where we that's where we came about. So uh, so that's uh, that's what I did. And what I always thought was the most interesting thing about that was the fact that you had a broad diversity of people that wanted to make a substantial gift to Rotary, whether that was in their will or cash and some, some of those people were of, uh, you know, very modest incomes, but they had been Rotarians for a long time and they had such a passion for Rotary that this is one of the things that was one of their life goals (laughs) was really to make a, a, a gift, whether that was to give their house, uh, when they, when they passed away to Rotary or whether it was, a a, a cash gift of something, or maybe money that they had inherited or whatever to, to, to Rotary. And of course there were a lot of people in the middle there that are uh, probably what I would call normal Rotarians that maybe had thought about doing a larger gift when they're retired or when they, you know, their life circumstances changed. But also I dealt with a number of, you know, quite wealthy people. And I was always amazed that several of them told me, you know, there's not really a cause in rotary that i especially support but i'd be willing to give maybe a million or two million dollars just <laughs> as part of my routine philanthropy so so, so you, you just, we never just say knew. thank you very much for for your
1: um <laughs> meager <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, absolutely and maybe there'll be more later on yeah so, exactly so it's that's so uh, but but that was an interesting job because of that because you've met so many Passionate people and so many people that uh, that gave in all different uh, all different ways. Very cool.
0: It very is very cool. Like I said, Terry, you're just the the gift that keeps on giving with all of these roles that you've had within Rotary. But mm-hmm. that'll happen when you've. You've served how many years again?
2: Yeah, forty years. Yeah. 40, forty years. <laughs> <So>. Holy smokes!
0: <laughs> and we're just beginning over here. We're just rookies <laughs> in the game of Rotary, so that's okay. We're we're Speak waiting. For yourself. We're waiting for the little tap tap taps. Actually, Joe had his little tap already. So oh, we'll see. Um,
1: <laughs> Ter- Terry, let's talk about the future. So. I'm hoping that you don't have to write your newsletter for much longer because we'll eradicate yeah. polio. But, uh, you know, what what's the future for you and Rotary mm-hmm. look like? What kind of roles are you going to be playing?
2: You know, I guess I've, I've always found that uh, fundraising is something that not everybody likes to do, but I kind of do because I see the great impact that Rotary makes with the money that they raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether we give to the annual fund and it comes back in the form of global grants, where these our clubs come up with these amazing water health or peace or environmental projects, or, uh, our club is currently involved in a uh, fundraising effort for the disaster response fund for Ukraine. And, uh, and I attended the, uh, my wife and I attended the Rotary international convention in Melbourne and, uh, here a few weeks ago. And, uh, and the uh, Ukrainian uh, contingency was there, you know. R- Ukraine, the rubbery uh, clubs in Ukraine membership has grown by about thirty percent since wow. the war started, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, and uh,
2: and they're still doing amazing things there. And 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 they talked about all the things that they need, which is almost everything, and mm. uh, and but about the fact that they could actually manufacture it or buy it less expensively in Ukraine than they then you could ship it to them from the United States so what they really need is support of that disaster response fund where they could mm. access those funds directly and they know exactly what they need right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so uh, so our our club is doing that and I'm kind of leading that effort now and so I I, I can see how that those kind of things won't ever stop you know there's always right. a need there's, yeah there is always a, a need. <laughs> for other for other things when they when rotary started the disaster response fund i thought you know it immediately ran out of money because they you know they didn't anticipate i think the fact that there's always disasters. so yeah so so anyway yeah that i mean that's something that i think i'll probably be involved with and uh and the books for the world is another one that's uh ongoing that we're continue to uh be involved in uh in that yeah do you have any
1: aspirations or does the organization have any aspirations to continue to expand or um expand its its level of what they're so right now they're they're giving books is there any like expansion talks of like other types of materials or things that help support the educational component of
2: it uh, not really we we do ship some uh desks and things like that sometimes but the mm. problem with shipping other things is that it's that there are customs uh, issues. If you start shipping other things <laughs> along with uh, the books, then you wind up with uh, you know in the in the in the foreign country they have enough trouble getting the things out of customs in those foreign countries mm-hmm. sometimes. And if you if you have a mixture of uh, of other things in there, sometimes sure. it's a problem. So, uh, so you we just have keep it brought- simple. <laughs> Keep it we simple. have brought librarians over here from some of those foreign countries okay. to the United States to see kind of what a librarian does here because they oh, uh, they don't really wonderful. know uh, what they do. Uh, sometimes, if you're in a you know in a developing country kind of situation and you're just starting with your first library, you can imagine that that's a kind of a daunting thing. So, uh, oh, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Yeah. cataloging the de- the and Dewey structuring. Decibel system. I don't even yeah. think we use the Dewey Decibel system anymore, <laughs> do we? Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> don't yeah. Know. It's a,
0: yeah, it's a great it's question. It's a challenge, yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, What? Go, go on. Nope, no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead.
2: We
1: always like to, to ask our guests on our show, you know, a lot of the people that are listening are non-Rotarians and they're just searching for service projects or to get involved in their communities and you know a lot of what we talked about is international larger scale type um, services if you're li- if what's your advice to somebody who's listening to this that's like you know I want to get involved in my community I want to get involved in service how should they start
2: you know uh, rotary is is a lot more flexible than they used to be and uh, and now, a lot of clubs will allow someone that's not even a rotarian to participate in their service projects mm-hmm. uh and so you know i would start by you know either going to the rotary.org website there's a club finder on mm-hmm. there where you can find the clubs around you or just googling you know rotary in whatever community you're in and finding the rotary club and just just asking them if that's possible you know you might if you want to be have an interest in becoming a rotarian then contact them and they can tell you what's involved in that but uh but i know our club has some uh we have some people that are past rotarians we have some people that aren't rotarians at all Mm -hmm. that participate with us in uh in some of the projects and uh and particularly books for the world those book sorting days that we do we have people that come from you know that uh, don't have any association to rotary but they're just interested in literacy or books and and so uh you know that's the way i would start i think is by uh by contacting the rotary club and just ask if they can participate in uh in uh in a certain wonderful advice what that club does yeah
0: there you have it terry
1: thank you so much for being on the show today it has been absolutely astonishing to hear more about you and what you've done
2: you're welcome well it's been great and i'm this is a a great show i'm glad that you uh I'm glad that you do this uh, this show because I Thank think you. Uh, you know good news doesn't get uh, doesn't get publicized very much of it. Uh, so it's great to uh, great to see that you you put this show on. Thanks Thank so you so much,
0: Terry. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As a reminder, it's time to stop searching
2: and start
1: serving.